welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I hope all of you can hear me. Please let me know in chat. Uh, I have no idea what kind of of uh, gremlins we have in our switchboard and our equipment tonight, but I um, had a heck of a time getting in. It looks like some of you are finally getting in on the phone lines. So if you're trying to call in right now and you're not able to get through, just keep trying it, poking it with a stick. People at Blog Talk are usually really good about staying on top of these issues as quickly as possible. So kudos to our team. Uh, but yeah, just go ahead and keep trying to get in. I'm not sure if the chat room's working for everybody. Just keep refreshing your browser. Everyone's turned into little green men in the chat room. We saw how all of our cute little icons. Now we've been assimilated into the green man thing. Maybe it's Krampus. Maybe we're all screwed for Christmas, you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go ahead and we're going to see if we can get anything going tonight. I'm going to run through our um, run through our agenda real quick. If we can get this going here, one second. This is where I sing to you, la 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 la. Why I'm doing other things and just pretending like I'm doing this thing with here, and because I'm not. All right, so. Here we go. Maybe. I gotta make sure my buttons work. Button, button. Who's got the button? Okay. All right. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get this done. We're gonna try this. Welcome to Speakeasy, everybody. I want to thank all of you for being here last week for our 17th anniversary celebration. It was a great show. We had a lot of really cool poetry read about the Speakeasy family, and it was just awesome. It made me so happy. So I want to thank everybody who participated in that. If you happen to miss the anniversary show, you can go back in the archives and pick it up there. We have some things to go through, but before we uh, get busy on that, I want to let you know that the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And if you are trying to call in and are having issues, once again, just keep trying. It's doing something in there that will let you in eventually. All right. I want to remind you guys that we are coming up to the end of our broadcasting year and we'll be starting our fundraiser for our 2024 broadcasting license, so watch for information on that. On that note, I want to take a moment and thank our 2023 sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped us cover our broadcasting license for this last year. It's real important that these people get the recognition they deserve because we're not for the community. If it were not for these sponsors in our community, we would not be in the air right now. So, you know, we can't we can't run this show without the help of our community, and it really touches me that it means enough to you guys to make sure that we've stayed on the air all these years. 
You're amazing. So our 2023 sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jackie, uh, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, uh, Martha Shustick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Revel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Music Man John Case, Rain Man Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you, all of you, for uh, giving us a share. All right. I'm going to go ahead, and we're not going to do the whole workshop tonight, um, but I'm going to give you your prompts for the week because I think it's important that you have those on a regular basis. The rest of it we'll just wait and do next week, okay? So these are your poetry prompts for this week. I'm going to run through these real quickly and then make sure uh, you understand your pick up part of prompt exercise, and that's what, we'll, that's what we'll do tonight. So your first prompt, number one, invisible women. Invisible women. Number two, cat in a Christmas tree. Cat in a Christmas tree. Three, empty boxes. Number four, two... St- <laughs> I bet you guys won't be able to guess who this one. All these come from you guys, by the way. I always put up a notice right before the show starts, and and you guys send me in all these prompts. And, and just wondering if you can guess who some of these prompts belong to. But number four, two steps of fuckery. Two steps of fuckery. That should be a limerick. All right, five, winter wanderings. Winter wanderings. Number six, I just want peace. But here is a piece of poetry instead. Shh, number seven. Shh, my dog is listening. Shh, my dog is listening. Number eight, under the mistletoe. Under the mistletoe. Number nine, bramble and blood. Bramble and blood. Number ten, long drives to places I hate. Long drives to places I hate. Number eleven, I want to know your name. I want to know your name. Number 12, checking it twice. Checking it twice. Number 13, family gossip. Family gossip. Number 14, I should be angry. I should be angry. And my contribution for the week Asphalt and rain. Asphalt and rain. All right. Those are your prompts. Remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all of the lines in one poem if you're feeling super froggy. So while you're sitting down and looking at these prompts, what I would like you to do before you start writing to any of them is to do your pick apart of prompt writing exercise. And this should be done on no matter You know, no matter what you're sitting down to write, you should run through this exercise in your head before you start. And that is, 
the way they do this, you take the list of prompts that I just gave you, and you start out with prompt number one, and you write it at the top of your journal page. And then underneath that, before, instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that one prompt. When you're done with that one, go down to the next, 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 until you have at least six different poem ideas for each of the 15 prompts. All right, that's all we're going to go through tonight with your workshop stuff. We will bring all of that back next week in full. I want to make sure we have time here. I'm going to play an audio track before we start. We always start and end every episode with something from one of you, our poets. And so if you if you have audio tracks, I'm trying to talk to tech support and talk at the same time. Yes. I'm chewing bubblegum too. Actually, I'm really not. Um, if you want to have your track played on the air, you can message them to me on Facebook or you can send them to me at the show's email, which is the T-H-E-S-B-E-C-C-A-F-E at gmail.com. We can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. Now, this piece I'm starting the show with is by Philip Kent Church, and I've been waiting all year to play this because it is his Christmas poem. So here we have Philip Kent Church with Christmas is Here. Once again, Christmas is here. Such a very special time of the year with chilly and Brilliant starry, silent nights. Neighborhoods all aglow with Christmas lights. Hearths being warmed by the Yule log. Candy and cookies with custard and nog. Little faces with big eyes filled with wonder. Believing in love and the spirit they're under. Remember just like them wishing for that one special toy, learning about the Magi's gift and the little drummer boy, or wiping away the tears from how much it meant seeing the change in old Scrooge as he chose to repent, or how sweetly Linus recited what he had to say, teaching Charlie Brown the true meaning of the day being reminded of simpler times filled with so much fun, knowing the real gift was love when Ralphie got his BB gun, seeing our hometowns transformed with decorations displayed while standing on the corner watching the Christmas parade, warm homes filled with wonderful aromas like gifts from above, Evergreen sweetness mixed with goodies prepared by hands of love. Hearing those beloved voices whilst repeating their chide when presents were shaken trying to discover what's inside. Keeping a close eye on the weather if the temperature's low cause it's the one day each year nearly everyone wants snow. Families gathering early, still sleepy in their night clothes worn, watching rumpus children tear away gift wrap in early morn. When grown-ups gather the young, forgetting all the world's danger, 
and teach them about angels, wise men, shepherds, and the manger. Because in the end there can be no doubt. That's what the whole season is really about. Our Father, for all of us, in order to save, loves us so well with the gift that He gave, that in a battle for our lives the victory was won by the child we celebrate, God's only begotten Son. Because of that wonderful gift, our eternal lives are held tight, and by His Spirit, He's right here with us both day and night. Because of this first best Christmas gift, our lives can be as new. The gift endures, still offered to the world, including me and you. So, no matter the season, whether summer, spring, or fall, the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the best gift of all. That was Philip Kent Church with Christmas is Here, and glad that we have that to be able to share every year. We miss that man. We miss that man so much. All right. So, guys, we've got a couple calls coming into the studio. I don't know if all of the lines are up, so if you're still, remember, if you're trying to call in, just keep trying. It'll let you in eventually, I'm hoping. Uh, The chat room is just a mess. Um, so just keep refreshing your page and hoping, hopefully that will let you in. You know, I always say we don't always do it pretty here, but we always do it. You know, it's, it's pretty nice that we all, you know, check our egos at the door (laughs) and just have fun and hang out and share our poetry together because, um, otherwise I'd probably be a wreck with the mess this show has been so far, but it just makes it kind of fun. You know, it makes it a little bit more intimate tonight, a little bit more relaxed. It's like, yeah, what else can go wrong? Right. You know, which is nice. It's nice, especially, you know, being, uh, being the show right before Christmas for those of you that celebrate Christmas and the holiday season and stuff It's just kind of nice to take a breather. So tonight as we get through it, let's all pretend like we are sitting in the cafe and the fireplace is is glowing warm and it's uh, the lights bouncing off the red brick walls. We've all got some coffee in front of us. We got our cozy little flannel shirts on and high heels, of course, because that's what you wear, you know, that's the thing. And um, we're just going to have some fun tonight, share some poetry. All right. This is what you can expect if you are on hold. Once again, before we start, I do want to give you the number to call in again. It's 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you're on hold, this is what you can expect. Hopefully, when I call your area code, I will be able to mute your line, and you'll be able to come on the air with me. (laughs) So listen for your telephone area code. Make sure when I bring you on that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who is reading so I don't get pinged a thousand times asking me who it is and you know me and squirrels I'll be off and running and then I won't even hear what you're saying and that's no good at all can't have that so make sure you introduce yourself that and 
you guys, you always want to have your name attached to your work. We have 17 years worth of episodes you can go play around and listen to. If your poem's in there without your name attached to it, how are they going to know it's you? So, yeah, make sure. Real important. Right now, you can read two poems unless the lines are screwed up and then have everything you have ever written in front of you because you may be the only caller on the show tonight. Um, (laughs) uh, Right now, you can read two poems. We're just going to see how things play out. And uh, for those of you that are on hold when you come on and read, I wouldn't hang up because you may not be able to get back in, and there may be a chance, depending how the lines are, that maybe I'll be able to rotate, rotate through some of you and bring you on twice. We'll see. We just, we have no idea, right? That's what makes this fun. We have no idea what's going to happen tonight, except for I really, really, really wish I had a latte in front of me right now, hot and steaming in a big red cup with some cool design painted in the froth. That really got me wanting to be a, be, but yeah. Someone, someone ordered me a coffee and send it over. So when you're done reading, you guys, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you. And then please keep in mind that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything, and you probably will, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. You know where that line is. Don't cross it. All right, so we are going to, I'm going to give the first three callers. We have 702, 860, and 512. Um, I do, we do have, let me do this real quick. We have 731, 346, and 503. That's Miss Martha Little Bear. Martha Little Bear. Um, so that just means it's five, uh, 731 and Three, four, six. You guys are not in the lineup. So if you want to come on tonight and read, press the one, and that will let me know that it is okay to mute. Uh, there, we got you both. Look at that. All right. So our first three callers can be 702-860 and 512. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on 702. Are you with me? Hey, Nyla. Jimmy Ray Davis, <laughs> in the house. Always a pleasure. Hey, Jimmy. You know hey, you know, I was thinking about it and all these technical gaffes and difficulties, not being able to call in. Is the show going to go on? And I, you're, I'm going to tell you something right now that I don't think that you're going to hear tonight from anybody else. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it happened. Why? I'm glad that it happened because it's just yet another example of the strength of the community that we have here, the love and the exuberance that you have for the show and for everybody who calls in, for all of us who call in for you, for each other, for the platform itself, for the experience, for the speakeasy experience, and no one left. No one, no one went, as far as I know, maybe a couple had to, but for the most part, show, show's going on. We got some prompts in there, including the fuckery one. I like that one a lot. Um, and, uh, I, you I know guess what? it's so I fun to say. You know, I still, every time I cuss on the air, you know, it's kind of like I'm getting away with something. You know, kind of like when you sit behind the chicken coop and you've stolen your first cigarette and you're sitting back there and you just go, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you feel so grown up, right? And you're smoking the cigarette and coughing and choking. You know, it's like I'm getting away with something when I do that because it's so out of character for me. 
it's like I see everything you're saying except for the chicken coop part. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, it, it's – you know, when you got a hold of me before the show started, before you were able to get in on the host line and we talked, you know how busy my schedule is. You know I've got things in production all the time, trying to write more new ones, uh-huh. whatever, whatever else is going on, driving kids back and forth. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not, you know, not going to be able to stick around. And just in talking to you and thinking about it, I thought – because we didn't know how long it was going to be before you got everything up and running. I thought, you know what, I'm sticking around as long as as well, as long as needed for the show, for Nyla, for me, for all of us. So uh, it's special, and some of these things will happen. We get through them together, and like you said, eagles at the door, show rolls on. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I said it. Uh, Nyla, did you get the transcripts I sent you? You know, let me look because I wasn't even, I don't even know. I may have. Yeah, look at that. Okay. There we go. I'll yep, I got them. Okay, because like, I know you like to go along with them. So I'm going to finish up my, uh, I'm working on winding down my work machine is Wonderland. Every year we're going to do this. We're going to get Christmas going from December 1st all the way through the holiday. For everybody, even those that are lonely, maybe don't necessarily celebrate it. You know what? It's a little, there's little tidbits here and there, a lot of different slices of Christmas and life and emotion. And uh, the two I chose for tonight uh, are probably complete opposites of each other. So we'll go with the darker one first, which I know you secretly love. <clears throat> and you did mention this fellow uh, earlier, uh, Krampus. Mm-hmm. And this one is called Krampus Knock. Dear misbegotten children, forget that jolly fat fool. Krampus Noct is coming, and you must obey my rules. For if you've been nice and sweet, I may look the other way. If you've been a dastardly child, your skin I'll certainly flay. I'll chase you from your bed, reaching with my great claws. I'll beat you with a tree branch and lock your yammering jaws. If you're especially devilish, I may drag your ass to hell. Or mayhaps I might just eat you. Can you hear my dinner bell? On the morn of St. Nicholas Day, you'll awaken to find your gift. A toy from Santa, if deserved or bruises, and maybe a fat lip. So be nice this year. Be kind. Don't be a fucking little brat. For just as Santa knows when you're sleeping, knows where you're at. Impulse. Oh, my God. I love that so much. I can't even tell you how much I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would. (laughs) You know, I... I, uh... I love all things Krampus, my my Christmas tree, my Yule tree, my very happy everything tree in the front room is a Krampus tree. And I've got little skeleton uh, gingerbread men with Santa hats on and little Krampuses on it and and little voodoo, voodoo dolls with little voodoo gingerbread men with uh, candy canes poked into them. <laughs> it's quite bad. I love it. I love it. I, I I love it, and that's especially bold for someone who is possibly facing quite a grisly fate at the Wildwood Motel. Um, but it's uh, you know I love it, and and so many because of the new the success recently with Krampus themed 
horror movies and Christmas horror movies and such. Uh, you know, I've talked to some people that kind of thought that was like a new invention. And no, Krampus actually, the lore of Krampus. It's very, very, very old legend of Krampus. And you know what's really funny, Jimmy, talking about your poem, getting back to your poem. When you were reading through your poem and all of that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty vicious. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna, you know, just all all of this stuff. But if you go and you Google the legend of Krampus, if you look at some of the old artwork, mm-hmm. I mean, you're being very mild to what this man will do to you if you've been naughty. And those are stories they used to tell their children. I mean, this you could really seriously be talked. I mean, so when you're reading it, it was so scary and evil and and just gruesome, well, you know, I, but I, that, that is exactly what the ch- children were taught. That's exactly what Krampus does. He will take you, he puts you in a bag and beats you with a stick. He'll burn you alive and eat you. I mean, uh, yeah. And so I'm sitting there and yeah. it's like, I, I love that you embraced the true spirit of what Krampus is. Yeah, absolutely. And I had actually done some research, and my video for it includes some of the old artwork, including uh, postcards that were popular for quite a while, some really gruesome Krampus postcards that were mm-hmm. uh, popular back in, back in medieval, back, back way back. And, um, uh, but, what, but I did, uh, it was one of those things where I wanted to include specific things that were part of various Krampus lore. So that's, that foam you know, definitely included that. Now, to switch gears, uh, I saved the best for last. I, I don't know if it's the best, but it is. I know you've told me before, I think, this is your favorite of my Christmas poems. And, um, Wait a minute. You're not going to read the German translation for me? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, no. I, go ahead. I, I, maybe, maybe next year I'll, I'll work. I'll practice it, but no, I'll stumble all over that. Um, but... Uh, so this one we talked about before. <clears throat> I've read this one probably just as much as anything else I've ever read on the uh, this show, with the exception of maybe Cracked Up Cello. Um, and this one we talked about, I've been wanting for years and years to write a sequel, and, and folks here will understand why when we get to the end. But it doesn't need it, but it definitely could have one. Anyway, no further ado, this is Five Christmas Wishes. There wasn't any room in the station wagon for a Christmas tree, so Johnny and his folks did what they could with some lights and tinsel they found in the trash. They wanted it to be special for Johnny's baby sister Estelle, and it was cold and bitter on the mean streets of L.A. Last Christmas had been grand in their own cozy home. Santa had brought multitudes of pre-wrapped gifts, but Johnny's dad got laid off and the bank foreclosed. Santa may not find us here, Daddy said, looking away. Johnny just smiled, gave his father a big hug, and said, Everything will be okay. Cold Christmas Eve. Johnny lay in the back seat while Estelle cooed to baby dreams. His parents whispered softly. Daddy was talking about breaking into, breaking into a toy store so his son would have something, anything on Christmas morning. Johnny sat up. No, Dad, you don't have to help Santa. He'll find us. You'll see. Later, Johnny slept peacefully. Mama wept quietly, desperately. Daddy 
he sat up all night watching his boy sleep. He gazed at the dark alley and saw a brief flash of steel amid a commotion. Then it was gone. The cold fingers of reality harnessed their claw-like grip, and Johnny's father cried. Christmas morning, the winos were milling about, a victim of the night who lay face down in the alley. Johnny's dad laid a hand on his shoulder. Guess Santa couldn't find us, champ. But Johnny didn't hear. He was focused on the shiny silver nickel that lay in the palm of his hand. Ah, it was the shiniest nickel ever, the weight of pure silver, and etched onto the rounded edge so minuscule, almost unseen, was the peculiar inscription, Five Christmas Wishes, followed by a flourishing SC. Johnny had prayed last night. He had asked for a miracle. And when he awoke, that coin was in his hand. He wished for his family to be safe and for his father to find work. He wished for a house with four walls. He wished for his baby sister to utter her first words, and he wished his mother would be able to find her smile again. Johnny wished nothing for himself, for even at five years old, he knew that if his family was okay, be as well. And just like a wisp of magic, they were really okay. The dead man in the alley was Bill, a homeless man they had befriended. He had stopped the killer from attacking Johnny's family. Greg the Butcher offered Dad a job and a place for them to stay until they got on their feet. Estelle said, Mama, and Johnny's mother smiled like the sun. The old man sits on a park bench, reflecting on a wonderful full life, a life filled with love and pain. Children and grandchildren, but most of all, he thinks about Christmas coming on, especially one in particular. He looks down at the shiny nickel, which has lost none of its luster. He smiles, for it is Christmas Day, closes his eyes, and dies. The nickel falls to the ground and rolls and rolls until it stops on its edge at the feet of a girl about five years old. She picks up the shiniest coin she has ever seen. Jonna, her mother, shouts, what did you pick up from the dirt? Look how pretty it is, Mama. That is the most tarnished coin I've ever seen. Throw it away, Jonna. Jonna kept it. But that's a story for another day. Andy's. You know this needs to be a five-part series. Well, five parts, huh? Well, there's five wishes, so it's got to be five different people. Didn't you hear what the wishes were? They all came true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, could you pass yeah. me that nickel, please? <laughs> yeah, I'm sending it to you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun to to uh, explore uh, so much uh, around the holidays. It, it's it's a time when obviously we should be more, uh, you know, in, in general, more giving, more. Uh, 
festive, have more cheer. It doesn't always work that way, uh, and it's something that we should uh, try to be all year round. But uh, I've reached quite a few people this year with the, with the poems in the Wonderland uh, series, and, and some that are having a rough time, but that have uh, admitted to getting emotional on some of the pieces, but also feeling that connection and, and being reminded of some happy things, too. So I think uh, overall we'll call it a success. I think that's a good idea. Well, now that we did have some snafus earlier, so I want to get keep the show rolling. I know we've got folks waiting. I think Jessica's coming up fairly soon. Um, I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist. My poetry page on Facebook is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Come check it out, and uh, I'll catch you later. Awesome. Appreciate you, Jimmy. Thanks for helping me at the beginning of the show figure out all the stuff that was going on. Appreciate you. And, uh, Always not. Give, give Missy a hug for me, okay? Doing it right now. Love you. Love you, too. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Okay, Mr. Jimmy Ray Davis. I love his seasonal stuff like this. All right, we're going to try to get the next caller. I am pushing the button. Pushing it, pushing it. 860, are you there? Yes. Hey. (laughs) Hi, sweetheart. I was calling nonstop for like, it was the same calling, and it wasn't going through it. I'm like, what's wrong? I saw something wrong on my phone because it was charging, and then the other room was trying to connect to the call. Yeah. And then I'm like, I thought it was just me at first until I asked Jimmy. Yeah. Normally, I would have just been, like, distraught and in such a horrible panic. But, you know, we've been doing this together for so many years that now it's just, you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm yeah. nowhere near as upset as I used to. I wasn't even planning on calling in tonight um, until I re- until I noticed that I'd written something. I found like something I'd written last week, just like a few lines that I wrote on like last week's planner um, pages in my planner, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I ended up actually writing something. <laughs> I think you know, yeah. I'm like actually writing something. You know, um, you can call in and read stuff you've written 10 years ago. We haven't heard yeah. everything you've written, so it doesn't matter if it's not new or not. It'll be new for us. Yeah, that's why the last time was I, re- I re- read something that I had written before. Yeah, you know that. I read it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, um, because I'm feeling kind of like anxious and out of breath at the same time, I can't really express it. I don't know. So I'm just going to read the one. Um, and, oh, I, I recorded someone to – so it was it was funny that I asked him tonight that I mentioned for him to call in, so I'm not sure if he tried to call in. But it's one of my coworkers. He was, I told him about it, and he shared his poetry for the first time with with anyone with me today. Um, and I told him, like, even if he doesn't want to read, he can listen. So – we would love to have him on. If you can get him here, he'll be he'll have fun. Yeah, I know. So hopefully, you'll see if you ever see like another A six O that doesn't want to go in, then you'll I'll know that he's called in. His name is Hector. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't have a title for this. Maybe it would be nice if you could think of one. Um, when I'm done. 
I, I would kind of like to give you that task. Okay? Good deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Extract my heart, release stress, split it apart, decompress, kill aching, end suffering, commence healing, cease dying. Exhaust repetition, ears ringing, switch on ignition, spirit singing. Replace my heart, take great care, fresh clean start, breathing new air. Robust seasons will rise, accepting compromise. Remembering, remember this rhyme: healing takes time. And peace. Now you've got me thinking really hard. You know that some of the images that came to mind was, you know, like looking at everything that's going on in your life and just surgically going in and, and manipulating yourself around everything and then it was like you know i was thinking then you were reading further and it's like i'm my own puppet master you know i control the strings you know i have to precariously you know work my way through some stuff but still i do control my own strings so i'm not sure just hearing it if i can come up with a title i think you should send that to me and let me look at it again and kind of read through it and i'll help you come up with a title before i i posted and even post the last one i did because i wasn't happy enough with it so maybe I'll tinker with it I don't know um but yeah I because there's got to be a lot of people waiting it unless people got like frustrated and they call back in so um I will cut this well shorter long how long has it been <laughs> but uh oh yeah by the way I'm Jessica Brooke um you can find me on Facebook Jessica Brooke Poetry Brooke with an E and um if you care to, you can look me up on YouTube, Jessica Brooke with an E apostrophe S poetry. Thank you, Myla. It's been a pleasure. And I, I love, well, I, I usually feel bad if I don't have anything to share, but I'm glad I did, but call um, and no matter what and find try to find something I can just read that's old or new, whatever. But, well, if you, do, if you don't hang up when we're done here, as soon as I put you on hold, you can press one, and that will take you out of the lineup. And then you can press one again, and it will put you right back in the lineup. And while we get through some of the other callers, you can find something else to read if you want. Yeah, I don't plan to hang up anyway. So. Okay. okay. Yeah, so just yeah. as soon as you're muted, hit press one, and when you're ready to read something, um, just press one and get back in the lineup, and you can come back on when you find something else to read, okay? So when you press one or... Yeah, as soon as you're muted, press 1, it takes you out of the lineup. If you press 1 again, it puts you back in. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome, honey. We'll talk to you in a bit. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Is 512. You are on the air. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Um, this is uh, Laura Jean Gorecki, uh, otherwise known as Cyan99, and um, I'm, this is the first time I'm calling in. I just happened to find you and thought this was looking really cool, and so uh, I thought I'd give it a shot. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, but um, 
It, when you can, wait, wait, wait. You can't be nervous. After you've heard the whole schkebuttle buttle we've been through at the beginning of this show, <laughs> you know, we seriously are just kicked back. We, and we've always been that way. We you know we just kick back. We have fun. We read our poetry with each other. You know, there's, it's truly a coffee shop environment. So just, just take deep breaths and have fun. You know, <laughs> you'll be great. Okay. I just feel like I have, tough acts to follow <laughs> okay well uh this first poem um is i decided to um challenge myself um i'm a big fan of haikus and so i decided to write a poem of haikus um and i call it one drop um and it goes like this my drop of water I never knew I was parched. You gave my soul life. How lucky am I to be known as your mother. I live to love you. But now the rain comes. Words get all wet and muddy. We strike like lightning. So we separate to let our storms brew alone splash into the past. Ruminating thoughts wish back and forth like wipers, seeking clarity. Eventually, I remember that one drop. The storm starts to break. Harsh rain becomes drips. My flooded mind starts to dry. Dark clouds ease away. I thirst to connect, to share words of gentleness, bond over a smile. I long for your voice. Rainbows connect that message, and I hear from you. I sometimes forget it takes both sunshine and rain for dirt to sprout growth. End peace. I love it. I love that they're all haikus, too. Now that you're part of the family and you've been here and you're going to be coming back every week and we're going to have all kinds of fun getting to know you and your poetry, you will learn that I am a haiku freak. I love them. I love them. I love them. It's one of the things that a poet can do. It's, in fact, it's part of our, our, our weekly um, workshop that we do. Is There's a, a thing in there that we do with haikus because it is – a haiku poem is one of the very best things a poet can ever do to help them become a better writer. Period. Learning the you art really, of a haiku. You really have to think and define. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. It took, it took a long time to do that one. <laughs> so, well, I think um, that you're going to have lots and lots of fun. I thought it was. I thought that piece was really great the way that you put everything together, did it with the haikus. It made it very clear and concise and pure and beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. Um, I I have one more, if you think we have time. Of course. Okay. Um, I, I, I write generally um, uh, for therapeutic reasons. So a lot of times my poetry is is kind of um, I guess they call it trauma pro- poetry, um, and it 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 takes a lot for me to write a positive positive piece as opposed to a negative one. But um, 
so this is another negative one. <laughs> um, and it's called rumination. I can't turn them off. They just keep on spinning. Same horrors repeating from the very beginning. Same history bubbles up. I can't make the daymare stop. My body tenses in all the same spots. Very soon I fear I will drop. I'm so done ruminating. I want to dance out in the sun. But all I can do is pull up the covers and fantasize about having fun. Get me out of this misery that kills my dreams each night, consumes my daylight hours. I'm so tired of losing this fight. And peace. Wow, you really, really captured that struggle. I think there's a lot of people who are going to relate with that. It was awesome. It was incredible. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for um, being so sweet about teaching me how to get involved with this. (laughs) You really helped me this week. Well, I'm just I'm just tickled that you uh, found your way here and you found your area, and it was a pleasure talking with you prior to the show. And I'm glad you did. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun having you on, and I really enjoyed your especially enjoyed your haiku poem. And the other one, I loved the the vulnerability that you had in it. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more from you. So I hope you'll come back and join us again. Thank you. I will for sure. Before you take off, I want you to make sure you tell everyone how they can come find you so they can get to know you and your work better. Um, I'm not actually on anything. I'm just kind of getting – I just have written for myself for the last more than 20 years, let's say, (laughs) and um, starting to get involved with, like, open mics and um, uh, entering – um, pieces for anthologies and and finding places on the on the web like this. Um, so I don't I don't have anything yet. But um, so how did you find us, by the way? Uh, I think it was through Facebook. I think it was through Facebook. Um, cultivating live voices poetry. Oh, cool! Oh, cool! Yeah, I put that post up in there today. For them. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you're here, Miss Laura you. Jean. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> All right. Absolute pleasure. We will talk to you next week, right? I hope so. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 8. Three, two, Mr. Blue, Blue. Yes, you have to come on. I know, it's so rough. Mr. Soldier Blue. Oh, I'm sorry. I was jamming. (laughs) Get your butt over here. Get on the show. (laughs) Don't you know we're a bunch of professionals here? Uh, Oh, is that that fellow the... With a P R or a P E R, professional. I don't know. With a and name like Rafe Wild, I imagine you having a stripper pole in your front uh, room. So. 
You know, I am not even going to touch that one. We're going to let the let everyone else figure that out all on their own. Mm-hmm. I, I was not at, I was not the one saying I had to figure out if my buttons worked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's and pushing my buttons all the time. I know for a fact my buttons work. Hey, yeah, you know, but uh, no, I just uh, uh, I only uh, I, I mean not a didn't know, um, or I should say, I didn't, I didn't uh, foresee all of the gremlin type stuff, you know, at the beginning of everything today <laughs> uh, for the so show. Funny. But uh, it's a silly man. It's like all of a sudden I'm sitting there, it's like I'm, I'm like, like ten minutes before, and it's like, well, where is everything? And I'm calling and I'm calling, and it's like, what? Did somebody block mm-hmm. me? <laughs> That'll ahead. teach you not to share your oatmeal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Mm. But no, I just uh, but but all that to say, uh, I um, I just have one piece to see then because I just uh, got some some. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much about it because everything is still basically inbound, so to speak. But I got some really good news, and it looks like I'm gonna be able to. Uh, finally, on on my own home home front, my home front, be be uh, be a little bit easier in terms of you know not so much friggin' stress. And I'm gonna be able to cut some things loose that needed to be you know let go anyway. So that's all. I mean, that's just like say it's it, it's like I was a puppet today. And suddenly, suddenly, somebody cut the, all the damn strings, and I was just like, "God Almighty, I'm just so, oh man, that shoved a whole bunch of stress off of my back." At any rate, um, I have a good. It's um, it's called Old Blood. There are no new stories, only old blood. Painted water, the essence. Of sound crushes depths in your hands. What do you feel? What do you see? Where can you go in the jagged lights? A life of another dreamscape. The storied words still fall against your aging skin. Yeah, echoes in valiant whispers. Core. Yeah, there are no new stories. Just old blood. Sake will be. Sap. Sad sounds, the cries of an old crow, the distance rage can cover with flames. It's the same. Give on me. You thought you throttled me. You thought you had slammed me. Heavenward heaving and lightning with your PC shite form foam of censorship somehow locked the door you thought was never meant to be opened. Only problem is... There is no door, only the miles, melted chain of 
time and tide, still connected, still ringing, rising on high. There are no new stories, only old blood, winery plasma that marks each chapter as finished. Each path through darkened archways is knowledge of another landscape, the savor of the sacred, something worth remembering. Bones, ancestral night, wind drift, snow drifts, one as much as the other, in a dream. There are no new stories, only old blood. Old blood and the perceptions that are held within the beans. Tribalized tidal minds, the swish and thunder marking dreams with smoke, chalk, or paint. Gasuthe. Fading shadows leave the dirt with a shake from the rattle. Sudden silence feels like a breath intake from lungs to wind, sacred scents of knowing each and every breath. Taken, still here, to be reabsorbed. No. Again, bone and water sink within the earth. Raised, weary lines, mist, tears, thirst for life turn to us through the rains that have followed us from the grave. There are no new stories, only old blood. Blue, almost blue, there is only the old of the clear, clean skies, all in it all. Nocturnal watch over us at night. Heads bowed, hearts to the side, spirits rising, songs, whisper. We can find them easily. No care. Renewal, rebirth, reawakening, because there are no new stories. Only old. Shuffle steps can make the dust jump. Powder fineness make for skin warmed detail. We shall see each other again. And the need is great. Fires burn with violence. Bezes, bezes, 
and the live coals tell us things that require a direction of travel. Stones crack indelible morph to from one the splinters shake in the atmosphere. Words fail with the pale scars that show by line of sight that there are no new stories. Just old blood. Eden Saga. DNA sequence of sadness and tragedy burnt Hands still reach up, reach out with signs of prayer. We are the ghost world born, coming to you as we once did. Because there are no new Only old. Being. No control. Wow, Soldier Blue, that was intense. You know, when you were reading that and you were talking about there's no new stories, just old blood, it was kind of make it, it made me feel like I felt when I was sitting in Nine Mile Canyon and out there in the desert and it's hot and the red cliffs all around me and, and looking at the picked grass, you know, the stories that were yeah. from, you know, the stories that are, that they left on the walls from thousands of years ago and how, you know, like you're saying, no new stories. There, There's no, it no longer exists. That no longer exists. Their life, their language, the way things were, the, you know. And I really love that. That really hit me hard. I love that piece. Thank you. Yeah, right. that's that's why I keep talking, you know, with the petroglyphs. You know, those aren't. That's not. Uh, that's not rock art, and that's not just design. As far as we're concerned, as Native people, those are messages from home. Mhm. They're definitely stories. Yeah. I would love. I would love for you to go to that place with me sometime. You know, maybe we can figure <laughs> that over the summer where we could. You can come. You're in Texas still. Yeah, I'm still here for a minute. Yeah. Maybe we can figure yeah. out a way to meet in Utah, and I'll show you the canyon. I think that would be your That would be great. Jump that. Yeah. No, I would. I would. I would in, in I mean, in, in on a lot of different levels. I mean, I can see, see first, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that, in terms of, you know, those the, the, the old signs scribed on the walls, Mm-hmm. would be to speak some of the ancient language of my people because I guarantee you neither one of us would be ready for what happened at that point. There would be some things going on there that we couldn't talk about outside of that canyon. All right, don't give away all our secrets, baby. <laughs> I mean... You know, because I mean, there's just things that people wouldn't they they would they, people they wouldn't, wouldn't understand. This. There's you no. know that is a real spiritual place to me. It's the, one of the places on oh, earth that means sure. more to me than anywhere else. And I know you no would doubt. feel what I feel in that place. You would feel the whispers yeah. and the echoes. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I would, I'm sure. We will. We will do that. And uh, and once things uh, get more solidified in terms of what I was alluding to earlier, you know, that that would definitely be a possibility. 
that I would yeah. like to make happen. Because I mean, like I say, I I need I need to walk in those sacred spaces. I need. There's, to I'm, okay, I'm going to take a minute just because our lines are messed up. I'm going to take a minute and share this with you. There was a place. There's a place in the canyon that's not marked on any tourist things or anything. It's changed. There's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into that. But there's a place I know where there's a cliff dwelling. And it's the first place I ever camped in that canyon before it was well-known. The canyon was well-known. And it's built into a natural undercut on the cliff. And on the back of it, there is like a, a ledge of ro- a rock. And the rock in places is worn smooth where it's shiny like it's been a rock through a tumbler. Shiny. Mm. Still. Mm-hmm. Everything's rough around it, but in that one spot, it's, it's so worn so smooth, and you know it's from someone sitting there, you know, and, and so still, you know, I can tell where they sat. I can see where their fire was. I can sit where they sat. I can look at the view. Nothing has changed. The view out that window, the way it's situated, everything you see is exactly what they would have seen thousands of years ago. It's just incredible. You have to go. Okay. Well, I'm done, you guys. We're yep. getting back to poetry now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's inspiring. Okay. That's, you know, something like that is inspiring. Is. So, you know, put so that in your pocket. So, you, can, you can use it later, guys. It's I will. inspiration. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, I say we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Can I say I would, I would like to do that? That'd be that would be that would be one of those pilgrimage um, type journeys. Mhm. I'm excited yeah. about that. Okay, tell everyone how to find you, hun. Okay. All right. Uh, Wild, that's uh, Facebook.com, and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue, and then you can also find some of my work on my uh, podcast, which is free one. And if you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little faster. And then uh, once I can get things more to my liking, I will um, be sharing uh, new works and uh, inviting people to listen to them on Reverb Nation. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Great job reading tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Mama. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, hon. All right. Our next caller. Oh, clearance. 615, you are on the air. Hi, Nala. Hello. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. You know what I'm doing right now? What are you doing? I made, I made chocolate chip cookies without chocolate chips, and they are so good. And I'm sitting here eating a chocolate chip cookie and listening to po- a chocolate chipless chocolate chip cookie listening to poetry. My life is perfect. See, you just yanked the ball from me again as I tried to kick it. I don't, I was like, what? (laughs) Sorry, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Yep, I got my crooked smile now. (laughs) Well, I don't like chocolate, and I had to make chocolate chip cookies, so I made a batch with no chocolate chips in it, and they're really good. Well, it's not a Scooby snack, is it? No, but that would be interesting. Yeah, because you know they get they got high off of those. I, I have a conspiracy mind. 
<laughs> yeah, I always thought Shaggy was a little high. That's for sure. Yeah, they were. <laughs> so, I guess I got to give you two poems, huh? You do. Yep. Stay consistent. I I need that. <laughs> <laughs> So um, this first piece right here is a collaboration with your sister and my sister, Gina. Gina Storm. This piece is called The Escape. I am seeing, witnessing. So many people believe in being caught up in a rapture where I'm standing near rat turds in Manhattan. I was transferred. Transferred as my mind imagined I was captured, arrested for putting salt on a battery and sentenced to the maximum. I displayed a level head in Leavenworth, Kansas, made members of the alphabet manic in Alcatraz, just a wandering passenger that reads Matthew, the 24th chapter, that revealed the patterns and closed captions of a bad world with separation of families, prepared for battle, and they think they'll escape without a scratch. No. Jesus said to God, take this cup from me, not my will, yours be done. But we seem so distracted but by what Epstein and Puffy did. To show ourselves approved, don't you think we should be studying? Because it doesn't matter what color is supreme. When there's a lot of love, as a love child being chosen to be snuffed out of the womb, trials and tribulations, nation against nation, peoples saying God's to blame for the state they're in. So they become Frankenstein using easy bake ovens to make changes pertaining to the sex without procreation and erasing the population filled with greatness. Who shall ever lose their lives, for Christ will save it. But you'd rather see the game of your favorite entertainment idols and porn get naked. You can't get out of the way that's disgusting and disgraceful. You have to be unliving in order to escape the world. And you don't think you're going to receive any of the pain Jesus felt? There's no spirit of fear when love, peace, and a sound mind is what our Lord and Savior left for us in peace. You know, this isn't probably the best feedback you're ever going to get, but you get so many kudos for having turd, easy bake oven, and Jesus all in one poem. I think of these things. <laughs> it's it's like you're reading through that and the and the things that you're using the um it it, it was it just tickled me. <laughs> you do that. You you use really creative imagery when you write and it all it's just it's delightful. Thank you so very much. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> all right. So what are we going to get in this next poem? The next poem you're going to get is entitled, First Lesson. If I become a teacher, let me not be a substitute. Giving knowledge wasted on generations, displaying a point of 
What's the use? Here's a little something so those listening won't become confused. There's a difference between Bill Cosby and who he portrayed Heathcliff Hustable. If you received that, just know I didn't drug your milk with sexual barbiturates filled with minimal minerals of ingredients laced with phosphates and carbohydrates that harden the arteries and veins to change the psychology. Now follow me. As we investigate McDonald's beef, what's behind confessions of honesty in the fine print in between parentheses and parental guidance, 13 committed violence by firearms and 20 died there. Inside malls, piercing screams that rival a mini Ripperton high note. From inside my love, now with gun control, who holds the rifles? Can you smell what is possible with the opportunity of martial law? Constitution has been suspended since 1933. So forget the amendments and don't mention it. Instead of focusing on a president who practices infidelity and prejudice, I need to be corrected in my sins and say I'm guilty until proven innocent. Throwing stones harder than kidneys won't give me the deliverance. Here is the mirror I stand in front of, of showing blemishes. Let me be cautious as my words get caught in the atmosphere. Let me be positive and not bought by negative prophecies that you hear. Let me shed all the camouflage that causes challenges to wanting to be glamorous. Big Brother is watching on CBS, but I can see BS thanks to Yahweh, and now I'll probably stop there. Nah, not yet. I will protect this house by ripping up these satanic clauses breaking and entering down my chimney by aiming my sawed-off shotgun, firing three shots, causing injuries to their knees. Don't F with me. That's that piece. <laughs> Both of those were absolutely phenomenal tonight. You know, I was talking earlier about you being clever with words, right? And then you, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you're reading through this, and I hear, you know, you say something about CBS, but I can see BS. Yes. That was freaking awesome. That <laughs> made me laugh. I almost laughed right out loud while you were reading. I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> uh, look, that was phenomenal. Yeah. I got to stop watching. Um, you see, I got to stop watching these YouTube conspiracy shows. <laughs> I need to dumb myself down a minute. You know, Anything that you put in your brain is knowledge. If you had not been watching those, you probably wouldn't have been able to put that into your palm. You know, any input we put into our brains is good. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I don't have not conspired to commit a crime, so how can I be a conspiracy theorist? You know, conspiracy theories are just hypotheses. You know, they're, they're only conspiracies until they're proven, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were these people who used to have this conspiracy theory that the world wasn't flat, that we were, you know, I think that works, right? Well, I haven't fell off yet, so I'm good. (laughs) You are, sir, and you are a great poet. (laughs) Thank you. 
So You're where welcome. can you find me? Other than Dexter's Lab, which is where I do my music, you can find me here at times on the Speakeasy Cafe with Nyla, Alicia. You can find me on SoundCloud backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. That's where you'll hear music and poetry all in one. Or you can find me on Facebook backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. Awesome. I love that you can pronounce my let me pronounce my last name right too. Oh. That, I can't stand when people look, I can't stand when people pronounce my name as Clarence. I'm not a sale. I'm not at um Kroger or Ralph's. <laughs> Please get it right. <laughs> There's nothing discounted about me, baby. <laughs> no, no. You're gonna pay for it. <laughs> Oh, so that's the kind of show it's going to be tonight. All right, Clarence, appreciate you so much. And uh, you you did a great job tonight, honey. Thank you. Love you. Happy New Year. I'm sounding like Eddie Murphy in trading places. (laughs) Mary, happy all the things, my darling. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from Eric Cora from the... Land of Fireflies, 731. Am I unmuted? You are unmuted. I didn't hear the thing work. (laughs) (sighs) I have no voice tonight. I have a terrible voice tonight. It's embarrassing. Can you You understand me? I can understand you perfectly fine, but you can tell there's something going on with your voice because when I said from the land of fireflies and you said your first word, I had to look real quick at the number to make sure that it was right because you don't sound like yourself tonight. But you, I can understand you, and you don't sound bad. You just sound different. Mm. Well, I don't know what I have, pneumonia or flu or something, but I look good, and that's all that really matters. You do look good. Did you try? Did you take a COVID test? No. This is all just come on me today. Well, so does just COVID. Take a test just to be careful and be sure. Would you do that for me, please? Yeah. Was it my choice for you to go do all that or be on the show? What was more important? Well, you can go do the COVID test after the show. You're important to me, and I need you around a long, long time. So just, <coughs> just, just to bring me some peace of mind, go take a COVID test, okay? All right. All right. I've been multitasking. I just I just bought two cats. Pretty excited about two, that. Two what? I bought two cats. Cats. Like like kittens? Yes. yes. I just like got just a new born, kitten. They're just born today. Oh, what are they? I, cats. One of them's the girl I mean the there are two boys. One is solid white. That's what I've been chasing for months. And I'm taking one of his brothers who's orange. Aw. So. I'm so excited for you. I love cats so much. I would still be the crazy cat lady if I could. I want them all. Yeah. They're like Pokemon. I want them all. I've got a granddaughter that he's been wanting a white one for a long time. We've got three others. <laughs> but... I tend to try to get what I can when I can. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. You'll have to post pictures and we'll share. I'll do it. 
okay. uh, couple of a couple of old Christmas poems because it's Christmas. You're familiar with both of them. Uh, Is one of one, them the semi-centennial celebration? Yes. Okay, I had that pulled up. The reason I asked is I had that pulled up to play at the end of the show. The you track, did? I have that on. Yeah, I have that on audio. So that's what I was going to close the show with. But I've got another one I can close the show with if you want to read it. Or I can just mm-hmm. play the recording of it right now. And that can be one of your poems. No. Unless you want to read it live. It's all up to you. No. <laughs> I will take this. I will take the semi-centennial and toss it. Now it's gone. You can do it. You can do the recording at the end. How's that? I would love to be able to do that, but it would be cool hearing you read it too. So now I feel bad. <coughs> Probably not right now. Anyway, the first one is the one I figured that you know right off the bat. Cindy's Christmas cards. I wrote it for a girl <laughs> named Cindy. I hadn't talked to her in ages, probably because she cut me off of Facebook, deleted me, really bad because of. One of those memories the other day, I looked at that and all the people on there, and there she was. I cheated, and I looked at her page, and what a nice page she has. She's a good person. Guess she decided I wasn't. Damn it. Oh, well. I have to be your oldest girlfriend, and I can never see any faults in you, so I'm never going anywhere. Mm, that's good. We're fine. Okay, let me get, let me get into this. Cindy's Christmas Cards. Today was a good day for her to gather in the mail. She opens to gaze on the image and phrases entailed. Garner those that speak in and of 20 and 12. Arrange them all in order and appropriately shelve. Such as is as we seek to display our holiday decor. For her, it is firm tradition, yet it's so much more. She has come in her time to know and understand within her grasp destined to be legacies in hand. She steals away to a corner with treasures stored in silent seclusion, brings to light cherished hoard. To untie the ribbon, she carefully pulls one strand, and memories leap out as if awaiting her command. Christmas cards from bygone days, friendly ghosts, the ones she kept, those she admired the most. Some with surface tempered and worn, as if embossed, not one word superficial, nor a single meaning lost. Winter snow, tree lights aglow, corners fairly worn, wise men standing before a cradle, images reborn. Candy and flowers, those that reflect holiday theme, candle shines upon a hearth, seems to cast a gleam. Snow globe balanced in the palm of a child's hand, outdoor lights hanging in rows, strand by strand. An entire village pops up, church steeples showing, or you can make a wish on this bright star glowing. Some speak in prose while others state in rhyme. Several are as artifacts professing date and time. Each have a common steadfast place in her heart, in kind playing a role in her tale. And integrity. It's Christmas magic that allows ancestry to appear in their youth, times past and gone now seem near. Enough she could reach, touch, see them as they were, 
even when she was but a child, memories manifest and stir. They seemed to speak in solemn, thinly veiled voices, between laughter and tears, affording varied choices. Once each is granted visage, she pauses to reflect, returns them back to their home, each without neglect. She gained the measure of each, all the images allowed. Sugar canes can be counted on when walking on a cloud. Scattered glitter lingers, and in case you did not know, reindeer flying beneath the moon never cast a shadow. In peace. <laughs> that was wonderful. I absolutely love it. I understand it as well. I have a box with all my old Christmas cards in it, and every year it comes out with my decorations, and they get put up, even ones from when I was a kid. Sweet. Great that you can hang on to things like that. I'm I'm kind of a sentimental, sentimental person, I guess, yeah. I love that people still send them, you know. I love that people still take the time. Guys, I don't care what the holiday is, and it doesn't even have to be a holiday. Email is one thing. Shooting someone a message on Facebook is another thing. You know, boom, boom, fast, fast, easy, easy, simple, simple. Show someone that they're worth the time of sticking a stamp on an envelope. Do you know how cool it is to get something like that in the mail in this day and age? Something tangible, uh, something you can hold. Yeah, I do. I got I got one Christmas card this year. It's pretty nice. I usually get like one a year from somebody different. I hand I make mine all. every year. <clears throat> well, hey, that's don't get those. Man. <clears throat> all right, I'll just pull up an old poets roundtable here, written by the. Laney, a.k.a. Elaine Sepp, Eustacia, Anna Donovan, Dahlia, who is Lisa Jocelyn, The Falcon, who's Greg Fallon, Ruggie, Rutger Siskin, and Carter, Carter Todd. And I did not write on this one. I just assembled it. I was the editor. I was the liaison, that's what I was. This is Poets Roundtable number 200. It's called, It's Not About the Ornaments. Let us mark the willow tree as supplicant, for there is beauty in its bending, grace in the dance of a sinking stone, constant sacrifice in a waterfall, aching glory in the crash of a wave on rock. Just imagine, then, how much power lies deep in spirit. We've traveled farther than we know, blind to what brought us here. Still, everything grows from something else, origins and premier. The tree of knowledge grows from the most barren limbs and settings. It is in the desert that we find discovery of beauty and invisible things. The longings pile in tumbled dunes, desperate hands dig wells, even as the soul he sorrows when barren and parched it swells. For amongst the sandstone mounds mark our trails in solitary paths, where the eternal stands to aimless winds and nature's forceful wrath. 
The will is tested under assault as strength wavers with each blow, and the desire to stand weakens as loss takes away any reason to grow. But the correlation between giving and growing soon becomes apparent, and whispered calm breathes life anew, for the power of love is inherent. In past years, never really knowing we made our stand alone, it was just another day neath twinkling lights, wind scoured our bones. Yet then, like snow, we in the desert found beauty and unity. Our souls became nourished from the succulent tree of life's tree. Farther than we know, we have traveled of deeper meaning, often unaware. Once lost souls in barren deserts, we refused to sink in despair. Those glass bridges we first constructed, at times we still feel they may shatter. But then life gently reassures us we've built strong connections that matter. Then, in the midst of our discontentment, our discord, and our internal strife, comes a little season, a gentle breath of hope to soothe and calm each life. But in our endless quest to gain and grow, we worship meaningless displays. We drape vows in silver, gold, and tin to purchase peace upon this day. Could it be that we, so wise, so deeply learned, and so highly civilized, have overlooked the simple truth that shine once and always in the desert sky? Have our trails left us greedy and vain, flaunting our trinkets for all to see? Do we even pause to remember the greatest gift ever hung on a tree? Perhaps it is too much to ask that we brush the divine on this day of days. We've been so close to the ground so long and wandered the winding ways. May our paths and purposes blend as they did for three wise men of the East. Knowing not to what end, let us carry our gifts from the greatest to the least. We are all of us brothers in struggle and sorrow, but let us rejoice again for a moment, a hope, a Christmas of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Merry Christmas, travelers. May your paths always lead home. In peace. That was phenomenal. You say you said you didn't write in it, but you coordinated it. But that's one of the things that you did with Poets of the Round Table where you were running it. You have, and I've said this forever, that you're like the Pied Piper of Poets. You know how to put voices together. You know how to match. You know, so listening to that whole piece, it's really hard. It, it's really hard to believe that it was written by that many different people because they all just melt together so well. And you were really good about matching voices like that. And I'm glad you shared it. That was awesome. It's so good to hear from them, all the, all my you know, the, we go back a long way with those poets. Mm-hmm. All six of them alive and well. It was cool. See, it was bring me that, that warm, fuzzy, nostalgia feeling. That's good. I loved it. Yeah. All right, well, sweetheart, all right. tell everyone how to find you. You can find me at mikecod.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. That's Mike Todd. And, and I 
tell you, after the first year, I'm going to post a blog on there. One post. I'm going to post my haikus. All of them. That would be awesome. Around the world in 80 haikus by Michael Todd. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Are you going to Are you going to do a book like that? Are you going to Are you going to print it? Are you going to print it? I'm going to print it. It's going to the whole thing. It's not a book. It's going to be a post. Do you remember the movie Around the World in 80 Days, written by Jules Verne, 1956, starred David Niven? Wasn't it in a hot air balloon? Yes. Yes, he had a, it was a very famous producer by the name of Michael Todd, who was a very famous husband to Elizabeth Taylor for quite a while. I grew up in every elementary school. What's your name? Mike Todd. Oh, are you married to Elizabeth Taylor? I didn't know who it was, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to – there will be 80 haikus in the post. 80. Some of them will be multiple poems that have them in there, but the total haikus is going to be exactly 80. I can make this happen. That would be incredible. I think it'll be fun. I've never really focused on those before. And after I get it done, I'll never do it again. It's, uh, well, I'm happy. That's like you writing haikus is, makes me excited the way you writing, me writing a sonnet would make you happy. Yeah, one or two of them was written to you. You'll know it when you see it. It'll say it. <laughs> All right. I can't wait. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. I'm glad everything got up and running for the show. Uh, me too. What doesn't kill us only, well, it kills us, so never mind. That was a bad thing to say. Anyway, everything's great now. Everything's rolling. Love you. Bye. Love you too, Michael. We'll talk to you soon. Happy holidays, honey. You too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 346. Miss Emmy, are you with me? I certainly am. Good evening. How are you doing, my dear? Good evening. I am fabulous. (laughs) With all the uh, technical difficulties, I had invited somebody today, and they're like, I can't get through, and I'm like, there's technical issues, so I, that's why it took me so long to press one, because I'm trying to get everything. But anyway, here I am. I wanted to say. I was, saying, I was all excited. Mary or Laura Jean was calling in for the first yeah. time tonight, and she wasn't able to, it was like a fight to get her in here. So I'm just, yeah, I'm glad things are up. You know, see sort of reminded me uh, once upon a time, right? Um, and wait, to, if she's still on the phone lines, wait till she hears what I'm going to do tonight. I'm doing parts five and six, okay, of the wizard and the queen. And so we're going to have a conclusion tonight. But just real quick, um, in regards to Soldier Blue and you and Utah and um Spiritual. I, I I know you have been to California. I know you you were there before. So I don't know if you and I would assume you probably have Mere Mere Woods, 
Mayor Woods, to me, was one of the most spiritual places I have ever walked, more spiritual than any church or anywhere else. So with that said, um, I shall go on and begin um, the actual real poem. Okay, so uh, this is Extended Slavery, a dark Quinn fairy tale, part five of The Wizard and the Queen. You see, this has been the second time she had been kidnapped. Previously, she was snatched from her home. Her husband had hired someone to find her. He kept looking for her everywhere, and then he hired a man who once was a private detective. Her husband finally was able to locate her and took her back with a gun in the abductor's face. They took off out of that place as fast as they could. She broke down in the vehicle, sobbing uncontrollably. She silently, silently thanked God for her release. Through a tear-stained face, she thanked her husband for her freedom. After they got back, threw her arms around him, saying to him that she loved him so much and was so thankful for his bravery and love. He said, that they had to pack quickly and get out of there because they, the abductors, probably would come there to kill them both. They did pack quickly and was on their way out when they saw headlights turning onto the road that led to their house. He said, hold on tight. This is going to be a nightmare ride and pray because we are in for an onslaught of crazy, violent, and gun-slinging bullets. He stepped hard onto the gas and ran purposefully into the vehicle headed towards them, then backed up, swerved around the vehicle, once again stepping hard onto the gas, running through the stoplights, and intersections until they were on the freeway headed out of town. By that time, nobody was following them, and they were safe. They spent the night at a hotel off of the interstate, making sweet, passionate love. The next morning, they continued on their way until they got to a new town, found a new apartment, the newspaper, and moved that same day. She could finally relax and told him everything that had happened. He listened and hugged her tight and told her that he never would believe she had left him on her own and began searching for her immediately. He told her that he loved her and always would, and to please try to put all that behind her. 
and she was once again safe with him. They didn't know what some in that new place had connections to those evil men, and they would be coming soon enough. This time, the kidnappers watched and waited for just the right time to steal her away again. But they would be much better at being cunning. So at just the right moment after he left for work, because they were truly scared of her husband and what he could do, they kicked the door in with guns out. They grabbed her out of her bed. They put a gun to her head as they dragged her out and into a waiting vehicle. By the time her husband arrived back home, the front door was wide open and his wife was once again missing. He he began crying and shaking with emotions as he collapsed onto the floor. He got to his knees and began praying and begging God to keep her safe and to once again help him to locate her. It was the wizard and his henchmen who stole her again. The queen was once again in their clutches. The queen tried to fight and scream, but jammed a needle into her neck, and she was suddenly drugged. All fight and strength left her body as the drugs coursed through her blood. So that it was just in the same way as to what had already happened previously. We shall continue on with her second kidnapping. How will she escape? Will she ever recover from all of this? Will she even survive? What exactly will the wizard and the evil king do with her and to her? As this extremely dark fairy tale flows on with the wizard. Stay tuned to be continued. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. And peace, and I will quickly go into part six, and which will be the... uh, end of this saga and I got to pull it up okay here we go so part six is called homeward bound a dark six fairy tale part six of the wizard and the queen as we have learned the queen is a wife mother professional woman and a godly lady. She has been kidnapped and tortured, raped repeatedly, and is being drugged constantly to keep her from escaping the whore houses, her mind constantly clouded by the drugs they are shooting her up with. The last time she was here, she gave birth sent to the hospital just before they made her smoke crack 
by doing so, it would be in her system and her babies would be taken from her. They held her in a room, chained to the bed as men raped her. It turned out that some were those she knew and loved that were involved. They did all this to be able to get her children from her, and she would have no right. Traumas of the entire situation, she would black out the entire time within her mind. They knew this and used it for decades, and whenever she might remember, they did something else to reinforce the trauma deletion within her subconscious. The children that she gave birth to would be told she was a whore and she was a cheap slut. The pain was so severe emotionally because it involved in love. For them, it was a cover-up regarding their part in it and to keep everyone believing it was her. The wizard even told her to her face that he was a trusted friend of her family and had great power. She had no hope, and she was at his mercy. So they recaptured her and sent her to various places to be used again, as little did the wizard know that there had been a plot to kill him. At the time, the queen believed he was a kind man that was a bit wayward, so she failed the murder attempt on his life. He never knew he was alive because of her. The person he caused so much pain and misery for had actually saved his life. And the dark king, as they brought her before him, and he said to her, do you submit to my power as king? She looked into his eyes with such severe pain and anguish that she once loved and respected him. And he could do such horrific damage to her. She so believed in the very people who took major part in all of her enslavement. Trusted individuals that she believed in and cared. What eventually happened was some who were her guards took pity upon her. They knew how evil the wizard was and the evil dark king. They also knew she didn't deserve all the horrific consequences she had been given. They could see her heart and knew she was a child of God. And to be exact, she had actually saved many people's lives over the years and also had helped many that were victims of various causes of evil. She rescued 
from her slavery with the assistance of those guards. And she proceeded to block out every single moment from her memory. Those that were a part of it were lethal and cruel, hiding behind lies and masks. The dark fairy tale eventually coming to a close. She was depicted as a crazy, cheap woman, a drug-using whore, which was completely wrong and used by the evildoers to keep and lies from coming out. Because of her memory loss, she was never able to tell her side of anything. The evil ones that were around her played the part well, yet still causing pain and misery. So much pain she endured physically, emotionally, and even spiritually, yet reaching deep within her to continue in her life and eventually gaining some semblance of balance. And those that had the most to gain lose kept going with their cruelty and many other suffering from evil deeds. Will she ever find happiness, peace, and true love? Only time will tell, and of course, God will be the final deciding factor. Will those who did all of this to her ever actually pay for their cruel actions? Will the ultimate truth be revealed? Will her children who were scattered to her, will her memories of those dark, horrific moments ever be revealed and restored into her mind? As her husband pulls up to take her back home, she smiles and is relieved that the nightmare is Finally over. She is now homeward bound. Of course, this is only from my creative mind. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, in peace. Really, um different to hear you read something so dark like that because you know most of your writing is very loving and romantic and things like that it just really shows that diversity good job my dear i i appreciate um, the feedback um yeah uh i wanted to do something a lot different and um there you have it so we shall see um, if uh, she has any more um, page and whatnot. Um, right now, Christmas um, is a difficult time for me, which is why I have not done any Christmas poems. Um, but perhaps next year. I appreciate you, everything you do for us. Everybody thus far has been amazing. 
and I know everybody behind me will be as well. You can find me on Facebook and actually any um, social media. You can even Google my name. Uh, It is Emilia, E-M-I-L-I-A, D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen. I am here most every Thursday night with Nyla. And with that said, to everybody, happy, happy seasons of whatever holidays you may celebrate. Very well said. Appreciate you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. You are very welcome. And we will talk to you next week. Absolutely, God willing. Perfect. All right, and, sweetheart. Um, the blog, blog talk, Gremlins, you know. <laughs> Didn't keep it exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. All right. Okay, Thank honey. You. you have a great holiday, sweetheart. Thanks. All right. Okay. I need to remind, let me see which one it was. I need to remind area code 807 that you are not in the lineup. If you would like to come on and read tonight, there we go. Gotcha. See, I need to, need to keep, keep on top of you guys. It would have been very sad if you had not read. Okay. Let's... <laughs> Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. We have 732. 732, you're on the air. Oh, hey, you can hear me? Cell phone? We can hear you. Hello, Gregory. Well, hello. Hello, Nyla, through the phone and technological communication lineup. It's pretty funny. Because <laughs> I'm on the phone, but then, like, on the computer. And it's like, anyhow. Very good. Blessed holiday. Holiday, yeah. Okay, what's going on? <laughs> That's a non-segue. Oh, well, I guess let me um, get Zoo because I have nothing to say. Oh, I do have why. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Anyhow, let's see what's in the new file. So there's there's no need to introduce any of this. It's all just. Torn prayer sleeve, camouflaged shroud, flag draped coffin. They regain the promise of a greater truth. Survivors, some recovered, reliving why they didn't die alone. Some have returned to loved ones as if they've never left. That's one segue. They're all um, just pieces. There's nothing, nothing complete. This is all just new file stuff. The 21 suicides happened so fast, like they were flashing through a rearview mirror of a past life car crash. You're definitely going to keep that one. Flashing through a rearview mirror, like whatever, I'll have to fill in that. It'll be like flashing through a rearview mirror in the past of a past life car crash. So the of just connects it, but we'll have to fill that in. Love it. Hey, how about if one of your clients were using Hitler hooks to get his point across? 
How about that for marketing? That sounds fun. I love that you How read those. That? So, wait, wait, wait. I love that you read those because I tell people all that. I mean, you those are just in your new file. They're thoughts you had. You jotted them down. You'll go back and do something with them later, but you don't lose them. You know, I tell people all the time, when you think of something cool in your head, write it down so you don't forget it, you know, because you never oh, yeah, know yeah. when oh. it when you want it, when it's going to be, and it'll be there. If you don't write it down, it'll be gone forever. Yeah, we're compassionate with that. Yeah, that's, you know, development first year kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, you don't want to be too old before your time, and you do want to enjoy it. But, yeah, all that with that fundamentals and discipline yeah, mm-hmm. borderline, but walking around with a notebook, but now it's all on the phone and stuff. You don't even carry around a notebook anymore, which gets into a generational thing. Notebook. Yeah, the notebook's a lot more fun, and you don't have to worry about it not being connected to where, where you save or back up your backup. But a lot of this with the generational thing, it'll be – you have to go easy because we or I, we're from a time before machines made music. So anything mm-hmm. had to come from, you know, machines just started making music, but not really early synthesizer stuff was still, you know, nothing like today, which is just the best thing. What else is in the new file? The judgment of the self-righteous and if it's sacrifice. Why well, must no? That's not going to work. Something. I don't want to get too political, but that's a lot of what's going on. They silently wait in line to walk and say goodbye. Have to fill that in. This is hold you responsible for the cornerstone and the judgment of the self-righteous. And they know you didn't die for medals, honor. You died for your family. You died for a belief, maybe a belief in your country. So respect the sacred, the homeland nation, black granite, white marble, the back to car crash. Hmm. It's like sitting in the middle of your brain with a flashlight and just watching everything that's going on in there. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we were, you know, working <laughs> on stuff. We're always working on stuff. Maybe this, maybe that corporation's a biblical economy. The religious merchants always selling and scamming divine objects like shard, brittle nails, and cross horns. And the pagan idol has a hundred heads. That's a top shelf item. It's a popular. It's it's popular. It's religious. It's a clay god. The martyrs are the martyrs and madmen and bomb makers, the Gnostic pilgrims and the divine beasts. Okay, yeah, it's not. It's all just it's all this week's new stuff. You can be a TikTok industry innovator, influencer, and have make and make your followers and the followers you need, and they'll download and they'll give you money. You can be an East Coast expert of coattails and tales and quotes. From the band's tailorized, personalized labels sewn into each suit. Ah, that attempt at mind control gave everyone a headache. We're going to have fun with that one. Your attempt at mind control gave everyone a headache. Like that. <laughs> that's it. Songs of isolation about living in a cage in a depleted industry. Nah, that's not going to work. 
They barter for no man's land and the treaty that divided the holy city and the islands asunder. Nope. The person you are while you're not writing. No, that's the first one. The person one is when one's not writing. The person you are while writing. The person one is while performing those writings are one for each as you invoke the divine trinity. That's like a Christmas thing. Hey, Cole, what happened? All your stuff glitched out in the beginning? Yeah, nobody. the lines were down. Everything was down. It was crazy. Could be weather. Got wacky weather. No, the site has been down for a couple of days. It's, it's definitely a tech issue. So, yeah, they, but we're here, and I'm happy. Little... Oh yeah, no kidding. That's yeah, it's old, redundant. But yeah, I could see them. They they should have quite an infrastructure keeping that blog talk thing going. I'm sure it's a lot of people are hustling on that every day. Okay, yeah. we're okay. New Jersey, what? Not well. Obviously, it it was cold a couple days ago. But things are pretty cool here. How are things with you? Wonderful. We dropped. Oh, it dropped out. It's phone. Anything else? Six. No, just relaxing actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more. How do you get away with doing Hitler hooks? That is so awesome. You're hustling Hitler hooks. That's like so beyond. Like, couldn't even do that. You couldn't even like if you had a band and you were hustling Hitler hooks. You'd be like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you? Where can you do Hitler hooks? Where can you hustle Hitler hooks? That's out of control. That's awesome. The broken shadow of a haunting duality that sways to the wayside, that casts its shadow upon white marble and black granite. The betrayal was tragedy, the divine item, the sacred object, though nothing remains as it once was. It's depleted. You're exterminated into extinction, and they drink to the annihilation. Yeah, fill some of that in. These are just raw files. Where's the good one? This one works. Ah, may you be set upon a universe of infinite purpose. May you be free to love, and may the bells of of rebellion never take away your freedom. Be free. Free is all that is. And ah, the neglected promise, the midnight bridge, the brute thought and beast consciousness. He claims to have wrestled the earth's greatest beast, and the followers fell at their feet. The bottom line salesman on the borrowed time. We like that. Your bottom line salesman on borrowed time. May the extent of the truth and all these beliefs in the generation mindset give you a universe of infinite purpose. May you be free to love and may the bells of rebellion inspire you to be free. Free is all that is. Yeah, little edits here and there. Free to dream the freest of dreams. That's cute. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. You had to call in, you know, keep the energies good going. It is, yeah, pretty spirits, good show. All that good thing. You don't need, uh, do you? How are you feeling? People picking on you? 
what's that adulation? Do you need you need something like that? You need to be told how cool you are. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm so oblivious. Even if we're people were picking on me, I wouldn't care. No, so it doesn't matter. You know I'm you good. You clog, clog yourself up with like how important you are or something. Uh, we're okay here. Things come and go. Well, it's a holiday. It's a bit of a break. We got this 19th show. It should work out. The purpose of that purpose, Barbie, is to um, bring things. Bring and then they can get further gigs there, so that's a bit of a uh, hustle and you know that's good. It's a really nice place and you get the performers get uh, paid quite well. It's a really nice restaurant. So that's January nineteenth, and we're gonna bring them like at least three things he's never heard before. They can get future gigs, and we took six members of the local poetry scene. So they'll have a chance to be part of what I don't want to sound like that. So yeah, that's the hustle. It's, you know, now it's just putting everything, you know, timing, who wants to perform when, but we got a bunch from the local poetry scene for the first time. We'll bring them a bunch of acts, acts, bring them a bunch of bands that can get for future gigs there. Yeah. Quite lively area. That's All right, Gregory. Oh, yeah, I got to grab the other callers that are going to lynch me. Yeah, I, thanks for letting me space out. I'm not sure if I should listen on the phone or the internet. So don't just mute me or something. That make any sense? All right. People, what to do? Sounds arrogant. <laughs> I will mute you, hun. Thank you. Great job. Goodness. Good night, hun. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give you the next three callers so you kind of have an idea. We have 815 followed by 216 and 240. 815, you're on the air. 815, are you with me? Yes, ma'am. Gina. I got Hello, no Gina, earbuds. I had to remember to take my phone out of my pocket and unmute myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love me, too. It's so good to hear from you, Mary. Happy all the things. Thank you, and and I'm accepting all of the things. I'm just celebrating life. I decided that that's it. You know what? I'm not saving anything. There's no special occasions. I've been getting dressed up every day, or putting on something new, or wearing perfume that I thought, you know what? When I go somewhere, I wear that. Ah, today is a good day, so I'm celebrating. I love it. You you deserve you that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited. So the Double Thirty Four musical is on before me, and I promised him that I would give his piece of cake another look to doing so while listening to some of the other poets, which were all wonderful. I just love the fact that we even got in here because I know other networks on Blog Talk, including one that just and I have uh, no show tonight. So um, persistence paid off, and here I am. I'm going to do two, so I'm going to be uh, in and out like a robbery. So this one is an escape. So this would be part two of Clarence Burst and Jimmy's Escape. Escape. I witnessed him. Scene. People feeling free to drop their bodies at my feet. This happens on repeat. Seriously, life's become a bad rerun every day. 
patterns and clothes captain, the masses not hearing impaired, just the loop to the ills of this bad world, with separation of family, envy, jealousy, plus terrorized. In case you don't know what that means, when you kill your mom, your dad, your husband or wife. Matthew, the 24th chapter style, so many have gone wild. I guard against negativity, imbalance, energy, the selfish and random bully. I am blessed, not silly. Crowds and tribulation, nation rising against nation, so with my full armor on and trusty pain, I miss my favorite team play. Not read or listen to gossip shared on social media and entertainment that's riding my brain so that I can remain sane. To escape the world will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a real thing. In peace. Amazing. Yeah, so I thank Clarence for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was phenomenal. You're going to do two, right, Gina? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, um, oh, oh, I love this one. Okay, okay, okay. I, I titled this one, Cut In. I am slow dancing, taking my time, and I won't regret it. I learned to step the way the Chi-Town steppers do by my daddy allowing me to stand on his feet. I'll continuously be a daddy's girl, even though he's left this world. I'm confident that my final partner will be approved of by both him and my grandfather, Brooke. Lesser men, who were joy crooks, came in and out of my life, and it was shook. So I'll only dance with my beloved and last husband. God will dance with me until he blesses my love to let him cut in. I'll patiently wait, because this one will be great. Thank you. Fantastic job on both of those, Gina. I wrote them now o'clock, like in the last hour. <laughs> You're kidding me. I'm serious. <laughs> Takes about five You're so minutes. Good. You're I so just, good. you know, I just, I I enjoyed the process. Writing poetry for me is like um, an amazing drug that I can OD on repeatedly and not die. Um, Could save me time and time again. But the beautiful thing about it is. People are so used to me freestyling. There's no shock that I can write, too. So I had to remind myself I'm a poet. <laughs> you are indeed. Baby, tell everyone okay. how they can come love on you like they should. I appreciate you, sis. You can find me, Gina with an E, Gina with a G, as Jess J calls me, because this is with a G. It's D-E-N-A. Storm like Inclement Weather, but I'm still signing the rainy day. You can find me where you can find poetry. That's Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Instagram, Clubhouse. <laughs> Just name search me, Gina Storm. I'm also Googleable. So I'll see you next Thursday. All right, sweetheart. Love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful Thank holiday. You. I'll be thinking of you. Thank you. Likewise. And I got to make chocolate chips list cookies. Yeah, and I'll just call them the blanks. <laughs> Between the line cookies. There you have it, sis. I love you. Talk to you soon. Love you too, honey. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, Mama two one six, come to me. I'm here. Hi, Mama. Here. Hi, baby. I was here at eight o'clock, but right before um, you came on, 
um, I had made some um, chocolate chipless cookies. But in my neighborhood, they call them butter cookies. Oh, that sounds really yummy. <laughs> but at at least thing. five pounds of my fanny <laughs> belongs to butter. I have a well, butter bun for sure. I think that's what chocolate chipless cookies are, is butter cookies. <laughs> it's really good. I don't did like chocolate. So I've met... Yummy. They're yummy. Did you put butter? Did you put butter in them? Yeah, I call for shortening, but I never use shortening. I always use butter. Right, okay. So you use butter, and did you use vanilla flavoring? Butter, vanilla, brown sugar, white sugar, eggs, flour, baking soda, salt. Called butter cookies because you okay. don't have any chocolate to put in there. So stop being delusional and running around here as much as you made chocolate chipless cookies. I made chocolate chip cookies, but I made some without chips, too. So That means they're not chocolate chip. They're butter cookies. Okay, fine. Right, I've been schooled. <laughs> I, just don't want, I don't want people to go around saying, you know, something strange going on with Nyla, you know. <laughs> they say that all the time. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy, that was so funny. Like, so what did you do, sit there and imagine that every time you took a bite, there was a, a truffle in there? No, I was, like, glad there wasn't one. <laughs> they're my naked chocolate, that's what they're going to be, naked chocolate chip cookies. Okay, well, we'll okay. get away with that. So, All right. the piece I'm going to do today is called... Um, um, it's called I Am a Poem. It's a prompt, and I should have pulled that when when Gina was on there because I, um, I was listening to her, and I just forgot to pull it up. But then it is called I Am a Poem. It's a prompt. I, if I. If I were a poem, it's the name of it. Okay, so let me put the right words in here. Maybe they come up. If I were were if I were ah, there it is. If I were a poem, I'd be healing. I would say out loud what I am feeling. I try to be grammatically correct. I expect not to wreck. And I never talk out both sides of my mess. If I were a poem, I'd present my pages with facts and truth. Sometimes I'd be pious as the ways of Ruth. Never would I be dull. I'd always be wise, but I, I would have a preamble to make you aware of the meaning of inflammable. I'd never ramble or beat you over the head unless you tried to erase or change me as to leave audiences misled. See, being a poem 
is not so bad. Like being seriously well appreciated for the words you had in your head. Words written before spitting. Applause for the cause. For the words written until spoken. Grandiloquent and eloquent tokens. Serious lines or joking, yet still provoking. Giving insight or wisdom from ancestral folklore. Recite to forewarn so that what happened before won't happen again. That means you'll be reborn. Sharing ditties or missives from political scores. If I were just a poem, I'd sometimes be short and sweet. Though I may be long, if your attention span is strong, my poem may even be a song, allowing you to sing along. See, a poem set to music is not wrong. I shed light on the characteristics of right if I were a poem. If I were a poem, I'd be well-meaning. Better yet, I bet a poem I am, be it a classic or a slam. So truly, I am a poet, performing the poetry or the poems that I have become. So poof, I am a poem. In peace. Did you just poof yourself? (laughs) Yes, I did. Poof, I'm a poem. (laughs) Poof, I'm a poem. I love that so much. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, you know, if you were saying if I were a poem, you may not be a poem, but you are definitely poetry, my love. I'm a poem. See, all the poems that I do and that I take in, it makes me become a poem. That's why I said at the end, mm-hmm. you know, I have become a poem. So now my wish is granted. I said, poof. if I were a poem, but now I'm a poem. I poof, I'm a poem. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you. So I'm going to let you go ahead and finish uh, counting down all your cookies and um, enjoying your life. I was here at 8 o'clock, and it's now 10.37. I got the blog talk music. That was the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I push one, and still let me let me push one with the music playing. <laughs> like, what? It, so it's been some it. weirdness going on for sure. Yeah, I'm just glad that we were one, able to I get just, on. Yeah, I'm just saying, let me push one and actually put me in queue without a host. And then this, the crazy music was just playing, so I didn't think anything was going to happen today. You know, and I was By the way, I want to I want to read this to you real quick. Robbie's in the chat room. And he wrote clever words here. My favorite of Mama's works thus far. Very smart and very clever. Oh, Robbie, thank you. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and all that. Because Robbie is really, you know, a musician and a poet and everything all at once. So for him to give me that type of accolade, I'll just take it and just rub myself all over with it. Oh, that feels good. Thank you, Robbie. (laughs) 
You got to be careful saying things like that around Robbie. <laughs> He's young and That's tender a, and innocent. <laughs> hey, I'm already I'm already in heat now, so hey, too late. <laughs> okay, so that's one poem, and I'll do another one for you really quick here. Um, I'm going to go back to my notes. and No, that's not my notes. Where are my notes? No. Oh, it was Martha. It was Martha that said very clever, very smart. Oh, Robbie well, thank said, you. Yeah. My, wait a minute, get it straight now. I don't be rubbing myself over Martha. What happened? Robbie did the clever words here, my favorite of mamas thus far. Martha said very clever and smart. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Martha. That was real nice. Okay. All right, go ahead. This one one is called When You Pray for a Boy But Get a Girl. So all you men out there who've been bugging your wives to have a boy, and you don't get that boy first, you don't get that boy second, I'm going to tell you the reason why. When you pray for a boy but get a girl, don't be sad. Don't be sad, Dad, if you get no lad. When the loaded boat floated down the stream of my womb, the maritime seamen were passengers that jumped into the water, diving deep to connect with my ultimate treasures. After the pleasure, she'd be the fastest seaman which swam toward the golden eggs. And as she left the males behind, she was spiritually determined to become a true being of you. Her name was Kai. And she outswam the males, and she, being the divine deity, the strongest of them all, she'd be the quickest seaman, the fastest and wisest swimmer. She was the winner from the beginning. She was armed with self-determination from the very start. Before giving her heart, she had a stronger will. She was determined to become human. She came and she saw and she continued to conquer after she left the water. She, all the days of her stay on planet Earth, she continued to beat out thousands of seamen who didn't understand the maritime laws of the water. The daughter swam to command the ready, set, go, and off she go. The boys were too slow. Neither did they commit to the land. So you keep trying for gender preference, yet remember the fastest, strongest seaman must run the course even before the heartbeat. She, the daughter, had the pace to win the race, fastest seaman in the water. So don't be sad, Dad, if you get no lad. Be glad that you had a daughter that swam fastest in the water. Poem. <laughs> so if you want a boy, then you better tell him to toughen up because girls ain't waiting for nothing. <laughs> They're the fastest swimmers. That's why mm-hmm. you get out here and, like, Boys like laying back with their little tadpole legs crossed. They're not trying to get, you know, think it's going to be an easy road. No, you got to get up there and swim fast if you want to get to that age. So you can make your dad happy. (laughs) 
Anyway, that's, that's my funny. Take. Yeah. I loved it. That was so was fun. Okay. <laughs> I, I love like it when, when you get daughter. sassy. Yeah, my daughter, you know, um, got to stand up for the girls here. Right? Yeah. All right. One love here. I love you, Mama. I'm so glad you called in. Yeah, I was here at 8 o'clock, and I, I just oh, love you. So it was the music. And it's still like we we're gonna have this show with no host. I'm like, it let me push one and everything. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you're, like, you're in the queue. I'm in the queue. Where's Nyla? Okay. I was I was working on it hard, man. I'm telling you. I know, but I, just, I didn't think it was gonna let me be in queue with no host. That was that was really crazy. I'm it like, was gonna... it was weird. in the guest line right now. I can't even call in on the host line. Wow, that was crazy. Anyway, let me yeah. tell you this: Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all the good things. Gina, Gina, I love you, Gina. All right, I'm talking to everybody. Have a happy new year. I'm so glad to get a chance to say something on the mic. I'm acting crazy. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> love you, Mommy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, that is our mama. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 240240. You're on the air. Two four zero, are you with me? Are you muted? Did you mute yourself? Did you fall asleep on me? Two four zero? Two four zero. Mr. Automatic Charismatic? Are you there? All right. We're going to mute him and come back and see if we can get him again. Let's grab 573. 573, you are on the air. Ah, good evening, Nyla. Mr. Spittle. Hey, Sin. How are you, love? Uh, better today than yesterday. I got hung over, but it's <coughs> my first joint of the day. I just was just born, so I'm feeling better. <laughs> just got done making dinner. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. I gotta smoke before I can eat. Uh, I was gonna say, I think if it was it wasn't for pot, a lot of people would never learn how to cook. Well, I've been cooking since I was twelve years old, so I've been doing this shit for a long time, and I did it professionally too. So I just got done cooking the four pound meatloaf. Well, that seems good. It smells delicious. I'm just not ready for it yet. So, uh, I had the big shit though, man. I said, you know what the trick is. I do sausage and beef. Like, I was short uh, beef one time, and I had, like, an extra pound of sausage and put it in there, man. It's awesome, so I do it all the time now. It's really good. Anyway, I got a new link for you. I'm probably just going to do one. I, I may or may not do the second one. But, um, you know, I, I, I write all the time. Right now I'm kind of burnt out because I've written so much. Um, but... You know, I, so I write good things all the time, but, you know, every couple of months I write something really, really fucking good. This is it. This is called Sitting on the Edge of Fuck All. I know I could be that guy obsessively watching points you care not. But toy and the fool of this heart aches, wanting what both desire. 
But I'm aware fires burn, cold embraces upon callous tongues, derelict in the one that is I. And I see clearly that which was done can't be unbent in your eye that jaded my once upon a last time bonds break. Under the relentless demeanor, only stating sneeze, I choke on wasted breath. You stake, as that implies. So own what I wear as an impossible shroud. Everyone loves you. I'm just a torn limb in the fallout of ghosts that were absent the love I knew. Better men of candor I adored. Somehow vacuumed under rugs of thoughtless shrugs warned me. Of seams that split in the seasons we tumble, dried in the dare of lasting smile. So wild. Wild like the destruction in the name of your love and New Only Bane. I ignored warnings. Fuck. Call me all the things that swing brazen brass tactics on redemptive cartoon photos. Lost on the beauty of bodyguards short of attentive reasoning to model and fat faced alleys, my pal. Whistle in the corridors of pleasantries. Here, <laughs> I grin in conundrums of seafaring cortex swim, third world language, absent a currency that beats divisional angels, shall waste home. I'm so lost now. <laughs> Not really. As apologies are lame, without referral to depth, you splurge. Hotel stains, urine driven and disillusioned shame, feasting steely dimes and rotary phones, adjacent highway. The shimmers distant, heaving on heavy portals, wishing mission bells a sanctuary, no voice neglect, as I shy from regret. The feasting on beautiful faces, leaves dry pockets internal, twisting pretty men on promenades of sweat of candor, a, a lasting breath. Wishes to forget the riots of sequestered minds, far from driven, I lack sustenance in the feast of motley. Cruise, drunken, chasing abandoned vehicles of thought, by pedestrian worry and lacking need, we bleed, lying here under painted worlds of starry skies, aggressive and predisposed feelings, short my wiretaps, calligraphy in the poster emotions of your devastating sighs. Forget, older wicked players, you knew wouldn't hold the tide of our bind, breaker baby, in the bay. Bucket breeze. <laughs> that was an incredible roller coaster ride. Uh, it's I was like half lit when I did it. Like, like that's all the best shit though, man. Like you know, like anywhere from eleven to two o'clock in the morning, half drunk. I start writing. Beautiful things come out. Uh, I don't write anymore though. <laughs> I put it on the phone. I've abandoned the notebook, and then now I use, you know, the, the phone. Um, last night, I used text-to-speech. Whoa. I was trash, though. That's fucked up. I have to edit that shit. All right. Let me give you one more. This is a short one. I don't really remember writing this. That's pretty cool. It's called Tripping a Sailor Jimmy Shakes. I don't live if you don't die today. This fucktard illusion of silver screen pussy, you fiend. I don't live your yesterdays. 
wasted on semblance of sickly perverted similarities. They don't jive, sweetheart. It's a voodoo shake. Thanks, but bitch, be real. As I am way too giving of this nowhere life, you hold static vigil to crying, windswept melodies, trapped clouds. It drowns happiness song with a scarlet S Avenue. You drifted brooms on yesterday's broken promises of dead queens, killing polite kings in time. No rhyme. The madness ensued. Debut. My sacrilege homage as I shed the empty of my death and blood. As bed, now dead, screams what's long to be forgotten in a crush of lasting wails where no sense prevails. I die within civility's eye, Blackbird Bruce. I really love the way that you breathe life into the words that you read. You know, your poems are never flat. Your your words are very animated when you read your work. It's incredible. You do awesome. I, I'm just me. <laughs> I'm just me. I scare a lot of people, but, you know, they're just not enlightened. I know, I know it was really, really scary to see someone so grounded and in touch with themselves and still fucking on every end. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You scared me when I first met you. It's like, what the hell is this? But then I found out what the hell this is. I fell in love with it, and I'm keeping you forever. Uh, take that, buddy. All right. I got to go. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta All right. Support. Very happy all the things to you and your family, honey. Ah, you too. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, <laughs> so expert, tell them how to find you. Go ahead. Uh, right now, Facebook, that's it. But I'm thinking fuck TikTok and fuck Instagram. Uh, when I start putting up videos, it'll go on YouTube, and I'll make fucking money off it. So eventually that'll come. <laughs> that'll be next week. All right, people. Good have plan. Good night, have one good night, night sweetheart. All right, let's go ahead and grab our next caller. We have 807. 807, you're on the air. I'm glad I made it to the egg first. <laughs> Hello, Hello Robbie, baby. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that made Mama laugh, too. I like that one, too. <laughs> that was damn clever. I thought to myself, I am never going to look at swimming the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> Why did 60 locks today? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, going from silliness to poetry, uh, I think you had heard this before, but I thought it would be apt and appropriate to read this because uh, you seem to really dig the uh, post that I sent to you of uh, about the forest and and how the forest works and all that. <clears throat> so, uh, you may recall this one. It is called Forest Wide Web. And for everyone listening, this is based on the idea that uh, well, they've, they've pretty much proven that uh, like the um, the forest has like a language that's going on all around you that you don't really perceive because as a human being, you don't you're not tied into those senses and those sorts of forms of communication because like there's there's all the ants in the you know in their burrows or whatever, and they're communicating with their chemicals. And then you have plants communicating in their unique way in that. And they say like, it's, it's so extensive, all the communication and everything going on that they've compared it to actually like the world wide web, like for its complexity in that. So with that mm-hmm. being said, 
<clears throat> Here we go. Poem for you, Forest Wide Web. The web of the forest surrounds me, leads me to divine the intent of the trees and the leaves, as creatures meek and great dwell among the branches, as those branches sway softly in the lazy breeze. Unseen chemicals and pheromones waft through the air, a veritable avalanche of communication surrounding me, a communication that surpasses my human senses, grasses and trees speaking of inhuman and beautiful things. The feeling of it penetrates past my eyes as I close them to focus all my other senses on what cannot be felt or seen. Serene chemical messages dancing among the mightiest of trees as they bow to the wind with their soft leaves. I do not know and cannot say what those, what all those unknown messages relay, but I can feel the import of it. For the forest has and continues to grow and nurture itself with it. The invisible language of the forest wide web that weaves the fates of the forest now and for all days. And that is the forest wide web. I love it. And it is. I mean, it's it's dependent on each other. You change one thing and the other things will change as well. You know, it's like the perfect balanced ecosystem. And the thing is, you don't realize just how much life there actually is around you. Like, there's just just an utterly uh, unbelievable amount of just even the ants alone, never mind other insects. And... uh, just all the other little like microscopic life and then everything that's going on with it, like the trees are life themselves and you don't see the roots that are uh, going underneath the ground and how extensive they are. And Mm -hmm. I I thought about that one day and I was like, I would like, like when you really, and I mean truly take the time to be like, even in, in, even in like a regular, like a park, whatever. And you think about what there actually is around you and how much, there is actually around you, like lifelike, all the life forms that are around you, you like, oh, wow, there's so much around me. And you just, I think we forget that because we're focused on walking and. I'm never going to pee outside when I'm camping again. How's that? I said, I'm never going to pee outside while I'm camping again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there's an ant near me. I'm not, I can't pee now. <laughs> there's a red ant <laughs> nearby. I, all I'm going to be able to see is eyeballs everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Well, you ladies already have a tougher time than we do peeing in the in the forest. So. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm, just, now I'm just making your job even tougher, right? Oh well. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Only, only I, I think only you and I could have a conversation like that on the air, nonetheless. <laughs> oh, who's listening? Everybody's asleep by now, aren't they? Hi, everyone. <laughs> We're talking about pee. <laughs> oh, Rob, tell me how to find you. <laughs> yes, you're shutting me up before I get myself or you into more trouble. I can't you be that, you? Sharp as a tack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can be found at Facebook, 
uh, under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And when you go there, you'll uh, see all the links uh, that I have there with uh, with my work, like SoundCloud and uh, <clears throat> and Bandcamp and a couple other things. I have to come 2024. I'm going to have to like work more on those things now that the backlog of everything else I've had to catch up on and my life is more and more caught up and almost all caught up. And like I said in the chat, I'm hoping that 2024 is a year where I'm more so doing all that stuff that I want to do as opposed to, oh, go out and renew your health card. Go out and get your uh, get your passport renewed and all that. that is, yeah, too much of 2023 is spent doing that. So time to change that in 2024. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.